There's a way to be a man while also understanding that empathy isn't always a weakness. You know, there's a line with everything and that balance nuance of the time to be competitive and cut through it versus when to be empathetic and compassionate. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of Brotherhood of Fatherhood. I'm your host, Scott Ramage, and today I have with me Ryan King. Ryan is an entrepreneur, business owner, uh, and he writes incredible content on Instagram. That's how I found him, all based on wisdom, manhood, relationships, uh, mindset, fatherhood, leadership, personal growth, all the things that I care tremendously about. Uh, but this man has a way with words and uh, word imagery that you really need to know about. We're going to dig into his why and the big picture. Uh, but first, I just want to make sure that you have heard about our event coming up this September in Montana. We're calling it the Big Event Montana 2022. We're going to have tactical uh, weapons training by ridiculously talented and sought after instructors. We're going to have Brazilian jiu-jitsu training and we're going to roll together. We're going to have incredible leaders in many areas talking to you on events and uh, subjects that matter from uh, in, the, in your world. We're going to push you to learn and become better. We're going to go on a, an epic 9-11 rock. We're going to earn some money for some amazing, um, amazing things, amazing people. And uh, we're going to have just an incredibly bonding time. So that's brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash events. Go check it out. Get on the list. We're only taking 40 guys and it's going to be epic. Ryan, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I, I've uh, noted, known since I saw you on Instagram that there was something a little different here. And um, I don't want to I don't want to pump you up too much, but your content is is out of this world. It, it you Thank know you. there's yeah there's just a gift that you have of telling the um, the story that men need to hear the the truth in so many different con you know contexts. Uh, like I read before, you know, being a father, being a husband, uh, being a leader, all those things are what I'm incredibly passionate about. And you know, I, I'm not. I'm not jealous, but I really do wish I had that gift. It's just incredible. And now here I am, like just to totally pumping you up. But there's so oh, much, man, yeah. there's so much um, that you're doing with your words, and I I had to meet you. So um, yeah. welcome, man. It's just it's Thank gonna be you. fun talking to you. I know. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So when we met or chatted the first time, you know, I kind of got I kind of got this idea. You've been an entrepreneur. You've created your own businesses, and um, it seems to me, and I'm just projecting here or guessing per perhaps that you're at a place in life where you've kind of done that thing, and it's time to give back bigger. Yes, that's a very good uh, very good summary of kind of where I'm at. 
Yeah. So let's talk through that journey because, you know, a lot of men are on the other side of this journey. They're just trying to get their businesses started. A lot of men really sure. desire to be entrepreneurs. Um, and and a, quite honestly, there's a lot of men living numbly through their lives, just gliding and and not doing anything that's really helping anybody, including themselves. And that's really the target exactly. I want to hit. Like I want yeah, those guys to, we want to fire under their ass, right? We want them to get yeah. up and just go. So like, take me back to that origin of where you went from, you know, business owner, father, husband to, I need to lead in this area. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I did, when I was starting my business, I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, you expect it to be something where uh, it takes you quite a while. Um, and it kind of, it didn't really take me as long as I thought to get where I wanted to go. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, my personal business that I'm in, it was, it didn't fulfill me creatively. It was, it was more something that was just about, you know, I know this is going to provide for my family. I know it's going to be lucrative. Um, but it's, it wasn't something that was intellectually stimulating, you know? So, um, you know, really for me, I, I, but why, as far as why I started writing, um, I guess that's, it's really twofold. Number one, um, I vividly remember being a young man and feeling unprepared. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, and I'm about to write, you know, a post series on kind of the touches on this, but, um, I just felt like there were all these things that I needed to know how to do as a man that I didn't really have, that I didn't have no idea how to do. Um, and so when I have, I have two sons. And so when I, when I had my first son, I started a, uh, basically just an Evernote. I'm a huge note taker. You know, it's a lot of men journal. I don't journal. I just have thoughts where I'll just jot it down in my, in my Evernote and hashtag it with something so I can come back to it. And it's just therapeutic for me. Um, Cause if not, I'll sit and stew on, stew on it you know, anyway. So, um, when I had, when I had my sons, I just kind of started keeping a note, a notebook in my, in my Evernote with just lessons that I learned that I wish I'd have known that, you know, I wanted to teach them when they got to the age where they were old enough to understand them. Um, and so I guess about a year ago, I just kept getting a lot of feedback from people in my life telling me, um, you know, you need to speak up, you need to write, write something, you, need, you know, you need to do something. And um, so I just, I kind of decided to turn that, that, you know, 12 year accumulation of notes just into a book uh, called the wisdom of Kings. And that's where the name of my Instagram page comes from. Um, and it's really meant to convey like my family legacy of wisdom. That is in like my personal wisdom. I want something to hand down to them. Um, so that was the original um, kind of impetus for me uh, where, where a lot of the content comes from is just it's actual lessons that I've learned that, you know, I had to learn the hard way as I was becoming a man, you know, so it's, it's a lot of, you know, you're seeing the end, the end of the journey right now. Um, but mm. most of the content is stuff that's from the middle of the journey when I was, you know, when I was in the middle of it. Um, you know, and then, you know, the second reason I feel like I, I started speaking up was just, and I touch on this a lot in my content. Um, I'm just tired of the wrong men defining masculinity. I just, I'm tired of it. So I'm, I'm just, I want to speak up. I feel like there's, a, you know, you see a lot of, you know, negative 
you know, commentary about, about men, about how they're soft, about how, you know, this generation is weak and things like that. And, um, I just don't believe that, you know, I, I think that's a lack of leadership. I think there's a, I think, I think there's a lot of men out there that want to be good men that want to improve. They just don't know where to start. They need a guide, you know, men need guides. You know, I feel like a lot of times, and this is just my theory and I've talked to my wife about it. Um, my wife, a lot of her growth and maturity as a woman was instinctual, you know, it's intuitive. Um, and so it's, it's far more natural if a woman just follows her instincts that she'll mature and blossom into, into a woman. You know, I, I don't think men have that same journey. I think, I think manhood is something that, um, you have to be taught, you know, you have to have a role model, you have to have a guide to it. And, so to me, I feel like the, the state of manhood being where it is right now in society is just a lack of role models, you know, yeah. and I, for, for me, I, um, I feel self-conscious saying, Hey, I'm a role model, but given, you know, everybody else that is putting their name out there and putting, elevating themselves as like, Hey, look at me and follow me. I'm not perfect, but I'm a better role model than them. So I'll, I'll share my journey and if it helps you, then, you know, great. I hope it does. And I think it will. So, uh, I love it. I want to kind of dive into some of your content and, and yeah. like ask you some questions, but first I want to, I want some specifics. I, and okay. if you're comfortable doing this, you don't have to name names, but what are some of the bad definitions of, or the wrong men defining masculinity? Like, I know you kind of touched on it, but what are some specific things? Because I personally have, uh, I follow a lot of men and I see a lot of content and things being said and things thrown out. And I'm like, yeah, they're missing the, they're missing the mark. And that's pretty common. Or, um, and so I'm, I'm curious if we align on this, I'm not going to tell you how I feel or what I feel about, but I'm curious if we align on this and then we can discuss it whether I do or don't. Yeah, I've never, you know, I haven't, um, I haven't written anything about that. So I don't know that my thoughts are like as clear as mm. the stuff that I've written, you know, cause as I write, I kind of process things, you know, out loud. It's, you know, a lot of it's more of a kind of like a journal in a way, but yeah. um, you know, just off the cuff, I would say a lot of the content I see about manhood that I've been exposed to through social media, it sounds like it's written by, you know, 20 year old kids in India that don't really know what manhood actually is. Right. Um, they have no experience and it's just destructive, you know? And so for me, I look at it as, um, you know, I, when I say the wrong kind of men, it's either, it's like everything. It's so divided. There's so, ex there's two extremes. Um, you know, you've got soft men that, you know, make excuses and say, Oh, it's okay. And you know, there's no accountability. You know, it's like, dude, not everything's okay. You, you know, sometimes you got to get off your ass and do something. You know, it's mm -hmm. not okay to just sit and, you know, whatever you did, whatever you mistakes you made, like you got to have accountability. Um, so I don't like that because that's not right. Um, but then on the other extreme, you have, you know, the hyper masculine, like everything is about, it's basically hungry, hungry hippos, you know, like I'm going to get mine and I don't care right. if you get in it. And it's like, dude, you don't, what you don't understand as a man is that there's consequences for everything. Like it, the world doesn't work that way. You can't just take and take and take and take and expect everybody to just 
be okay with it. Like you're a lot of men, you know, to me, my goal in business has always been, I want to be super successful in business and I don't want to have any dead bodies that I'm, that I have to worry about coming behind me and tearing me down afterwards. You know, there's a way that you can go about being competitive. There's a way you can go about winning. There's a way you can go about being successful and still have honor and still have integrity and still have a good reputation. It's not mutually exclusive. Um, and so those are the men that really piss me off are the ones that's like, dude, you're the one, you're the ones that you're the reason that capitalism has gotten the bad name that it's gotten because 100%. you give no thought to the, to the context and the, and the, and the consequences of coming in and just, you know, you have these corporate raiders come in and they just lay everybody off and cut everything to the bone. And it's all about profits for the next quarterly earnings report on wall street. And it's like, yeah, keep that up. And nobody's going to be able to make any money anymore because that's, that's morally wrong. I don't care if anybody likes it. There's got to be a line where you, you can't just do whatever you want. And I'm a right. business owner. I'm a capitalist. I've made a lot of money. I've been competitive. But I, the, co the cost of that type of behavior in business or in manhood or in marriage, I feel like so many of the things that we're, we're fighting back against culturally whether it's defending capitalism or defending masculinity or, you know, all these things, if men would have handled their business voluntarily and been moral and virtuous and honorable in the eighties and nineties, then the people that are attacking us right now wouldn't have the ammunition to attack us with. And that's 100%. what pisses me off. Yeah. That's yeah. what pisses me off is there's a way to be a man while also understanding that, you that empathy isn't always a weakness you know there's a line with everything and that balance nuance of of the time to be competitive and cutthroat versus when to be empathetic and compassionate it's not either or no. that's not reality and so for me i'm speaking from my own personal experiences of i've been there i've done this there is a way to go about doing this that doesn't require those extremes here's how i did it you know, I'm not just bullshitting anybody. Like I've lived yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I the so I'll share with you what I've seen. Two two edges of the the opposite spectrum here, and maybe not as uh, refined as yours. So I'm a, I'll just go straight <laughs> for the jugular. But yesterday I did a a, a search and I was like top um, mass uh, podcasts on masculinity top Instagrams on masculinity. And I don't know if it was like SEO, but almost all of the top things lists that came to me were all about fashion. And I was like, really? Oh, fashion wow. is how we define masculinity. And I don't know if that's like a, a Google algorithm thing or, or, yeah, or why. And I'm like, that's not what I'm interested in. Like that, like mm -hmm. when I talk about masculinity, like I'm going to wear a baseball cap and a t-shirt and the rest I could give a flying shit about. So, you know, um, and I'm going to dress appropriately when I need to dress appropriately, but sure. that's not the game. The other end. So it's kind of like this soft um, appearance based shallow thing. Yes. And I don't follow any of that. I was just really surprised that that's what came up in the searches. And on the other end is the, the militant um, you need to be, beat to hell before you become a man. And mm -hmm. like, look, I did not go through the, the armed services. I kind of, you know, I, sometimes I kind of wish I had because there's this, this internal like thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, 
I want to have been pushed really hard. I want to have gone through that. So for me, I find the balance in, I want to present opportunities and challenges for men where they go find their own challenge. They define their challenge they're going to do every day, whether it's through business, whether it's through doing physical work, whether it's becoming um, committed. I, I, I use commitment over discipline. Like, I am going to stick with something if I make a commitment. Discipline is comes and goes. Um, but if you're committed, you know, I'm committed, committed to my family. Happens. Exactly. If you're committed discipline happens. I mean, exactly. That's... Like I'm committed to providing the best vessel for my wife as I can. Therefore, I'm going to work out every day. I'm committed exactly. to living a long life and healthy life so I can um, enjoy my kids, my grandkids, and all of that. Therefore, I have to do the things that keep my body in the, the place I want it to be. That's kind of a mindset. So like for me, it's this, like this challenge, this, this thing that makes men work outside of their comfort zone to continually grow. And um, <laughs> your content just does that. It just does that because at, at the root, it challenges. And without going in and opening each specific one, I mean, one that uh, I think I commented on was, you know, the man in the mirror and really yeah. that reflection. And so, um, you know, talk us through the man in the mirror. Um, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the most important things that, that, you know, you could talk about as far as my, you know, what I've written, it doesn't, that one doesn't always get the most comments and views, but to me, that's, um, you know, so as far as those life lessons and kind of the story behind it, I remember, um, reading a book probably 12, 12, 15 years ago when I was first starting my business and it was talking about the traits of the most successful companies, you know, they had a window, a a mirror versus window mentality. You know, Mm. you can either look in the mirror and blame yourself or you can look out the window and blame on some blame somebody else and very few companies always looked in the mirror and and for me um one of the things that i think isn't talked about nearly enough that i'm in the middle of writing a post about right now is you know reflection just personal reflection we have this this idea of um we glorify these these honor cultures like the samurai or the spartans or whatever you know and we glorify the skills that they have which are nothing wrong with that. You know, skill acquisition is important as a man. Um, what we, what we don't realize is, you know, the samurai trained for four or five hours a day, the other 19 hours a day when they weren't sleeping, they were thinking they couldn't, they, they had to confront their thoughts. They had to confront their failures. They had to confront themselves as men. And that's the real crucible of, of becoming a man is having no escape from your failures having no escape from your fears, your insecurities. You can't just mindlessly avoid, you know, who you are and distract yourself. You, you know, you, they, those men had, as they were marching to battle, you want to talk about where did their courage come from? Where did their bravery come from? Well, those dudes marched for three straight days with nothing else to do, but realize I'm probably going to die at the end of this. Right. That's where their bravery came from. It was the thought and reflection. It wasn't the actions. Um, and so that's something that I think I really, really want to drive home to, to, to men is like, dude, a lot of feeling like a man is mastering your mind. And you're not going to master your mind unless you sit and you own up to every failure 
and learn from it and realize what you could have done to improve from it. So for me, and whether it's in the context of marriage, whether it's in the context of, I mean, just across the board, I never worry about anybody but me. You know, nobody, if I, I, I know that if I, you know, in my business, my competitors are Fortune 500 companies, you know, and for a long time it was me and two other people. And I was going up against, you know, Bank of America. You know, it's, it's me in a broom closet. And it, I can't worry about my competitors. All I can right. do is go execute what I know to do. And if I go be me, nobody's going to be better at being me than me. I don't have to worry about anybody else. Um, and so literally in every aspect of my life, I, I, I don't care what my wife does. I don't ever point the finger at her. I look at it and say, okay, even if I'm only 5% responsible for what's going on right now, if I can, if I execute on the 5% that I, that I can control, everything in life will work itself out. And I cannot stress that enough. We've only got a limited amount of time to talk about this stuff, but I'm talking about the most radical responsible version of that, that I can possibly convey with words only ever blame the mirror. If you are perfect, if you are perfect at blaming the mirror, then everything else in life will work out just fine. If you're, if you have the right time frame, you know, um, that's, that's, the, that's the reality, you know, not, not every single thing you do is going to work moment by moment. You know, like, you know, I did, I did a lot of, I was in sales a lot, so I didn't get every single sale. Nobody closes every single sale. Um, but I always blame the mirror. You know, if I didn't close the sale, I didn't say, oh, that customer's stupid or they were, they're too dumb to understand it. It's like, no, there's something I could have done differently that would prevent, that would have prevented that outcome. How do I learn from it and move on? Mm -hmm. Period. I spend no time thinking about if that person was fair or whatever, some, something that I can't control. And that doesn't help me win every single sale, but over the course of a year, I get a lot more sales than the guy that's sitting there blaming other people for why he didn't get the sale. Uh, you'll never ever beat me if you're blaming other people while I'm looking in the mirror. Over the long term, you're unstoppable if all you focus on is you. This episode is brought to you by the men of Alpha Hippie. Alpha Hippie is the premier men's coaching company, helping the men of Brotherhood of Fatherhood step up and be the change they want for themselves and their families. Alpha Hippie is for any man who feels like he's struggling to take action in his life or like he's burned a few too many bridges on his rise to the top. If you're the type of guy who spends all his time reading self-help books, trying to meditate, or consuming endless self-improvement YouTube videos, but nothing is quite landing like you think it should, then Alpha Hippie is for you. If you feel stressed, depressed, stuck, lost, or like you're not living up to your full potential, then Alpha Hippie is the answer for you. In the Alpha Hippie program, you will destroy your limiting beliefs, regain control of your life, and start to live with inspiration and motivation. Alpha Hippie is not one of those sign up and forget about it programs. We all know about those. It's not just watching a bunch of videos from a 20-year-old life coach. It's a program built by men for men who are ready to make a change and delivered by men who've gone through this themselves. That is very important. We have lived in the trenches and understand what it takes to rise up and craft a life worth living. If you're ready to stop making excuses and invest for yourself, then head over to brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. 
Again, that's www.brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. I, I like that imagery. I like the the mirror. I've always, um, and I picked this up from someone else, you know, everything is from somewhere. I always talked about if you're standing in a in a in the gravel, like literally take a stick and then walk a circle with that stick planted in the ground. When you're done, you're gonna have this circle in the ground around you. And all you need to focus on in your marriage, in your career, as being a parent, as being a son, a father, whatever it is, is whoever is in that circle. And it's mm-hmm. just freaking you. It's you. Yeah. If if you missed a sale. If you didn't succeed in your business, it doesn't matter if the market crashed. The only thing you have to control is within that circle. And there is mm-hmm. something, a decision, an action, or something that you did that did or did not get you the results you want. Pay attention to that. That's the answer to getting where you want to get. And mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, I have zero tolerance for people who blame, you know, the economy or blame you know, their circumstances, they're being raised. I can't be a good father because I didn't, I wasn't raised a good father. I don't have an example. And I think that's bullshit. I think Mm -hmm. that's, you're passing the buck, but the buck stops here. Yeah. So I love that. I loved it. Um, I think there's just so much control that you have to give up because really the only thing you have any control over is yourself. And you, you said it yourself. And um, I call this 100% principle. It's, it's really kind of dumbed down. It's a lot of people talk about this, but literally, it's marriage is not a 50 50. For a man, yeah. it's 100%. The other percent doesn't matter. I don't care if your wife is giving a 2% effort towards you. Yep. That 100% and that, you put in yeah. is going to equate to something well, I, different. And I think if I could just add on one piece to the whole concept of the mirror mentality. Um, the best way I could, I, I could say to make that like the new paradigm you operate from is to literally stop even wondering about results. Yeah. You know, like if you're cooking and you, and you have a certain recipe, right. And you know that it works because you've done it. You don't sit there and constantly, I don't put it in the oven to bake or put it on the grill and sit there and, and wonder how it's going to turn out. I know how it's going to turn out mm-hmm. because I've done it. Right. So I think the easiest way to implement that, that mirror mentality is to just own up to the mirror. If you're a young man listening to this that doesn't know, just trust experienced men like you and I with what we're saying. The results will take care of themselves. Like you cannot, you know, from a sales standpoint, you know, I've, I've, I've made thousands of sales in my life. I've trained a, a lot of salespeople. The salespeople that worry about results fail. Mm-hmm. You know, they're only as good as their momentum and how they feel that day. You're going to have t- too much failure in sales if you're worried about results to be successful over the long term. It won't work. Same thing goes with fitness. You can't go to the gym every day and, and get on the scale and say, oh, I, I haven't lost any weight today. I'm not better. To-. Like, what are you expecting to happen? The only thing you're doing is setting yourself up to be discouraged by worrying about results. If you just go to the gym over and over again every day and eat less than and burn more calories than you consume, it will work. It will. And you know it. So stop worrying about results. 
Just go to the gym and do it over and over and over and over and over again until it works. It's, it's not hard. It's simple, but it's not easy. Right. You know, it's same thing in sales, same thing in marriage, same thing in person. There's not a, a single facet of life that it does not apply to. Completely forget about all results. It does not matter how your wife responds. If you just worry about you, she will respond the right way, the way you want her to respond eventually you know but just like looking at the scale every day if you're trying to get in shape you can't judge your success the success or failure of taking ownership in your marriage on a moment-to-moment basis and, and changing your strategy like oh i took ownership today and it didn't work and she was mean to me so i'm going to stop taking ownership well then you just sabotage yourself give it a year give it two years i've been married for 13 years there's things that took me 10 years of looking in the mirror before my wife finally started reacting the way that I wanted her to react. And you know what? It was worth it. Mm-hmm. And I did it because I, I know without a doubt that if you just execute what you can control flawlessly over and over and over again, success is in, it's impossible to fail. It's impossible to fail. Uh, yeah. And, and I would even say if you, if, the world defines it as failure. I don't believe it's failure if you learn something from it. Exactly. Right. And there's, I think that concept is really, really, really difficult for a lot of men to understand when it comes to their marriage. Just do the thing. But you know, um, my, my business partner, we were talking about this and I, he's like, she just doesn't do the dishes find joy in doing the dishes and expect nothing in return. And two years later, he's like, I find so much joy in doing the dishes. She never does the dishes, but now I find joy in it and I know it's paying off. And I'm like, that's right. That's, that's right. That's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's Mm -hmm. like, did you, did you make an agreement when you got married to um, only, you know, push what she's pulling on or only, only do the same amount of work as she did. No, you, you came into this with, I am giving you my all and I am responsible for me. And you talked about something kind of a shift here, but you talked about something really struck a chord with me. First of all, you may or may, may or may not agree with me, but my value ladder for me is my faith is number one. And that's hard for some people to understand that that's above my wife. But I believe that those really wrap together, especially since we have similar beliefs. But she comes before my kids. And I, and, and I tell them that. I tell my boys, like, your mom is, is she's first. Like, yeah. before I serve you, I serve her. And I be, believe that's serving her. You really talk about um, your relationship, uh, not specifically you and your wife, but you talk about having this relationship with a partner, you say things like, uh, she wants a partner, not a project. You say, uh, you know, like you are in love with where she at is at like, and I think, I, I think I saw something and I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but where every stage as you've been married, you fall in love with the way she looks, you fall in the w- love with the, with her appearance. And that really, really is a game changer. If men could mm-hmm. plug into this, I am in, I am in awe. I, I, I would, I absolutely love looking at you instead of like, you could look like this or you used exactly. to look like this. So tell me why that came up and, and let's speak about that a little bit. Um, 
Honestly, I remember just randomly thinking that idea probably 11 years ago and when we were, when we first got married. Um, like I said, I, I didn't have a lot of role models, you know, and, and listen, I, my parents were great. I had, my parents are still married. You know, I had a great father. I write about my dad. Um, I just don't think it was normal to be real vocal with your kids when we were growing up, you know, and really they kind of, they kind of just trusted the school system to do the, to do the raising, you know? And so there was just kind of this void on a lot of practical stuff that I think our generation is doing a better job at. But so for me, I, I didn't know how, to be a good husband or a good dad or whatever. So I just kind of had to play mind games with myself. I was an athlete. And so for me, everything has like a, a, a gamification element to it. You know, like how do I turn it into a game with myself mm. so that I have something to aim at and that, that kind of keeps me on target, you know, it's kind of my North star. And so when it came to being a husband, I didn't really know what to do. So I kind of just came up with that idea of like, you know, a good man, his idea of, of beauty adapts. And I don't remember exactly how I wrote it either, but it basically his idea of beauty adapts to the changes in his, in his wife's appearance, you know, if, if, and that's, that's not trying to be romantic. That's natural. If you are, if you're focusing, like you have to look at her and want to want to find her attractive, you know, like it's like a decision almost, you know, like, right. I, th- I think you can learn to be attracted to somebody if, if, if you try to, you know, there's, there's things you can look at to say, I, I don't like this about her, or there's things that you can find. It's a glass half full glass half, half empty. And so for me, it's like, I'm just going to make a decision that I'm going to, I'm going to focus what I find attractive on her and not let it be dictated by whatever I see on Instagram or whatever I see in movies. And, and listen, I'm a, I'm a man, you know, like I see the same stuff that anybody sees on, on Instagram or on movies. And, and, you know, you have that primal masculine thing that, you know, you just, a beautiful woman is beautiful. I mean, there's no getting around that, you know, but you do have control and a choice over comparing your real life bride, who's a real person to some, to a woman that isn't, I'm not going to say real because there are real beautiful women but you know my wife doesn't have all day to sit and just focus on her appearance you know she has she's serving our family she's being a great mom she's got a lot on her plate you know so i wouldn't want to be compared to you know chris hemsworth or some you know what i mean like i've got i've got a real life too you know i'm not sitting in training all day long every day and i just feel like that's unfair to her. And I don't think it's, it's ethically morally right to sit and let your eyes and your mind, you know, there's, there's one thing to, it's one thing to find other women attractive. It's, it's another thing to embrace it. Right. You know, like, and I, so I, I, I do see the same things and I have the same urges that any man has, but I don't think it's okay. And that's not because anything my wife has told me, I don't want to be that kind of man. It's, it's a, it's a personal decision. I want to honor my wife. Um, and so I, I, I make a conscious effort as much as a human, a real human being can, you know, um, to focus my attraction on, on, on her as something that again, I can control by looking in the mirror. It just, it's a, it's a commitment that I, that I make in my mind. And I genuinely do like, 
you know, we met when she was 19. She looked way different when she was 19 than she looks now at, at 35, you know, but I really genuinely am just as I'm more attracted to her now than I was when she was 19. And objectively, you know, she would admit like, yeah, she was, every woman is more attractive at 19 than they are at 35 after two kids, you know, but she's not to me because we've grown together. And, and so, I, and I, so to me, it's, it's, um, to me, it's an honor thing. That's what a good man does. I don't want to be the type of man that I just think it's, I just think I have a, I have a check on my conscience when I, when I, when I hear men saying, you know, comparing their, their wives, you know, to these 19 year old, 22 year old women that haven't had kids and haven't had stress and haven't had life and all that stuff. And it's like, man, you realize that makes you an asshole, right? Like, Nobody can compete with that. That's so to me, it's just what kind of man do you want to be? I mean, you want to be a decent man or do you want to be a sleazeball? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that, it, it seems to me that a lot of the things you're talking about are a little bit opposite of current culture with immediacy, <laughs> like immediacy. Yeah. Like, um, I'm horny. Uh, there's some porn, there's another woman to look at, like, and you know, in the, in the heat of the moment or in the, in the weakness of your oh, mind, sure. you're there, or, uh, I want success now. And that's going to be a cutthroat thing because I'm, I want immediate, yes, it's this, it's exactly. this immediate immediacy of the dopamine hit from technology and such. And really, I, it seems to me uh, that the theme is slow down, trust the process and really, really dial yourself in. <laughs> I mean, it yes. really comes down to that. That's yeah, that, you know, you couldn't, that's, you couldn't say it much better than that. You know, I, I, um, I have, I wrote, I, I've kind of written a post about it, but I haven't posted it yet. Um, there's a quote by Zig Ziglar that I've kind of modeled my, my mind after on a lot of these types of things. And it says, you know, there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. Yeah. And, um, I just love that imagery. Um, you know, everybody, and, and to me, it's, it's the social media. The reason this is going on is social media just rewards that, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, you want to be on the highlight reel, you know, to use like a baseball metaphor. It's like, you want to be the one that on getting endorsements and seeing the grand slams and, you know, and it's like, dude, that's not reality. Like that's not right. reality. Like, that's why I'm trying to say from the perspective of a, of a man who's been there and done it, the shortcut thing, the immediacy thing, like that's not reality. You're seeing the one in a million times that it works and you're trying to replicate a process that I'm not going to say it's luck, but you have no control. You have very little control over the outcome of that process. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas if you just take the stairs and you give yourself enough time frame, like, oh, you want to be at the mountaintop? Great. I do too. You need to have ambition. That's awesome. And you can try, you know, to rent out a plane and skydive and land perfectly on top of the mountain. And yeah, you're going to get a lot of attention and you're going to get a lot of publicity and you're going to be famous and you're going to have all that stuff. But you're also probably going to die. Or here's a 100% guaranteed way of getting to the top of that mountain that's going to suck and it's going to be really hard and nobody's going to glorify it and nobody's going to celebrate it. But I guarantee you as the mountain climbing guide, 
if you just follow in my footsteps, it is inevitable that you will be at the top of that mountain. And that is, that is the, some of the most just potent advice I would give to young men is that you literally, if you, if you can just mentally accept that it's not going to be immediate, but it, it's only, but it's almost guaranteed to take the unsexy road, just put one foot in front of the other, execute the recipe over and over and over again, and it will work. Yeah. Period. It's it, social media, uh, news outlets, all of that fail to show the real story behind overnight success. And, you, you know, typically it's a, it's a 10 year journey to overnight success. And we, we, we get this highlight reel and we don't see the work that it took to traverse the mountain. We don't see the work that it took to get to the point where you know how to get a good grip and be safe. All, you know, all these analogies we mm -hmm. come up with, but it is, it is really something I contemplate a lot and, and worry a lot and talk to my boys a lot about. It's like, you know, my son, my, my, my 17 year old, he's turning 18 and he's trying, he's, he's literally like engaged in this, what am I going to do? And I'm like, dude, you're, you're young, go for a journey. He called me up to his room two weeks ago. He said, dad, you got a lot of opportunities and this isn't the blame. It's just to tell a story. He's like, you have multiple businesses, you know, there's always stuff going on. There's people reaching out to you, wanting to collaborate and do these things. Like, how do I get to, how do I do that? How, how do you make that happen? And I said, Hey, you know, like, let's take brotherhood. Let's take brotherhood of fatherhood. For example, I said, uh, I've been doing podcasts for two years. I've talked to thousands of men and it, it, I have not made a penny on it. And that mm. work and that, and I've spent a lot of money on it. That work, that tenacity, that connection mm. is what has gotten me to now where I have opportunities. People are coming to me with opportunities. We've been able to do, you know, get people to be interested in the things that we're doing. So that's what it takes. Yeah. It's not, it's not and, a minute. You know, in, in fairness, I, I feel like I've heard that my whole life. You know, even that's one thing I feel like as a young man, I did know to be conscious of even before a lot of the social media stuff was that, you know, it takes a decade. It takes a decade to become an overnight success. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like, you know, if I'm looking at it from the perspective of, of, you know, a 20 year old man that might be listening to this right now, you know, I feel like most of them know that. Um, I think what's, I think what's missing is that the men that do it the way we do it aren't stepping up and saying, Hey, I'll, I'll take you with me to the top of the mountain. You know, and that's what I really have a heart for is like, I think there's a lot of men out there. There's a lot of young men. And based on the feedback I've been getting from Instagram, there's a lot of young men that they, they're fine with buying into the process. They're fine with not being an overnight success and putting in that's the That's awesome. You yeah. know, but what I feel like is missing is like the recipe book of like, okay, I get it. You, you have to put in 10 years of work. But what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. What kind of work? Like, what are, what are the steps? Like I'll do it, you know. I'll, I'll I don't mind spending ten years to become an overnight success. You know, I, I think that a lot of that's hyperbole, where like we see that, but I think there's a lot of men out there that really would embrace the process and buy in. What I feel like we're lacking, what I'm trying to fill a void a void on, is like 
here's what to do every day. And over the course of 10 years, if you do these things, it will work. And so like my series on radiance, that's really what it's about. And I try to go and I, and I put in there over a long time frame. Um, you know, this is a long-term goal of mine for my wife. This is something that I seek in marriage, not in dating, you know? And so I feel like if you take what I, what I apply in that series on radiance and you behave that way in your marriage over a 10 year time frame, you'll have a great marriage, you know? Um, and that's really what I'm trying to do is, is, is to kind of fill that gap where it's like, here's, first of all, you got to buy into the process. So I got to sell them on that first. But second of all, here's the process to follow. And that, that's the part that I don't feel like I had was here is the process to follow guys. Like I need an, I needed an older man to say, follow this process and it will work. And right now the process is being told to young men is, is, is a lie. Go to I college, agree. blindly, blindly get a degree, go work for a corporation and do all this stuff. And then they, and then it doesn't work out. And then they're bitter because they were given, they were fed a lie by society that they tried to follow and execute the, the, the recipe that they were told and it didn't work. So now they're bitter. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a college degree. I, I, I figured this shit out like the hard way. And so what I'm trying to do now is, is just be very like, just live out loud in front of, in front of men and say, here's where I failed. Here's what, here's what I learned from it. Here's the recipe to follow. And, and I, I don't, I don't try to make it sexy. You know, I don't try to make it, appealing i try to make it demanding you know and i try to tap into that that primal thing that you know i feel like i hope a lot of men have where they respond to challenge you know so here's what i'm challenging you to do in your marriage and here's the why and it's not going to pay off immediately but i promise you as somebody that has climbed this mountain before it will work we will get to you will get to the top of the mountain if you just repeatedly execute this process over and over and over again um so yeah, I think that I think that's where a lot of the void comes in is, is the lack of that what process to follow part, you know. And it's easy to sit and preach at young men like, oh, you can't try to be an overnight success. You know, it's like, okay, well, if you're saying that you need to follow that up with, okay, well, how do I be a 10-year success then? If you know, yeah. and that and I that I haven't seen anybody doing that part. Well, and I think that's I think that's probably why people are commenting and asking questions and following your content because it isn't just hey here's the problem it's here's here's the something and here's what you need to do i've kind of found that with yours and the good thing is is i'm like okay (laughs) we think alike you just really eloquently like like put it out there it's it's uh but i have heard a lot of people i i have personally had a lot of people men specifically through our group group reach out to me independently like message me and like i want to start a business what do i do and it's well one you just have to start <laughs> like the the word that you started that with and and you need you need to find a mentor you need to find the 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 manual like and mm-hmm. and that that takes work or it either yeah. takes money or it takes work. It's no one's just going to come up to you and say, Hey, can I guide you through this process? You have to go out and step out of your comfort zone and you have to do the things to get in that place where you can really walk in someone's footsteps because that path is out there and there's many ways to take it. Most of them are following a seasoned person who will take you through a, not specifics, but a, 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 
guideline of how you move in yeah. that position. And yeah, a lot like of apprenticeships. It, yes. It's like apprenticeships. We've, I mean, that's how we pass down knowledge for thousands of years. You know, I mean, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think the part for me that, that, I mean, even already with just through my Instagram, I've, I've already gotten messages from, from a lot of people that said, you know, how did you grow so fast? Um, you know, yeah, how they want to know, how did you, yeah. And it, they, it's the same process that I used to grow my business. You know, it's like intensity, like manic attention to detail. Every little thing matters. You know, like there's not one set rule. It's, you have to cover all of your bases, like not in, in, in a given post. It's fascinating in social media to see, you know, what jumps out. Like if I get 500 shares, it's all different stuff that they share. Like one sentence jumps out to one person and another sentence jumps out to another person. And some people like it because of the cover and some people like it because of the font and some people like it because of, you know, the bullet points and some people like it because of, you know, the beautiful way it's written. And it's like, if you want to be successful, you have to be perfect at all of it, you know, and that it's no different than, you know, like a basketball player, you know, like you can be the greatest shooter in the world. You can be a great defender or whatever. You, you got to be able to dribble. Like you, there's, yeah. there's a certain minimum standard of, of across the board, everything that you have to be excellent at more than just one aspect. You can be a great writer. You're not going to get any traction on Instagram or whatever. If you don't know how to make it look good, because that's what, a lot of people are going to click on it just because of does the image pull them in and look at and, and grab them or not, you know, and I did the same thing in my business, you know, like I, I wrote every single person that gave me the time of day, I wrote them a handwritten thank you note. Like I would, I probably wrote 5,000 thank you notes. Like, right. and I only know for sure that three, that three people did. To three people specific, I don't know about the other five thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's a it's a you know trying to be successful. It's a combination of hundreds of of being tenacious and and detailed on hundreds of different things, and all those things when taken together add up to something meaningful. Yeah, I I listen to a and podcast. A lot of people don't like that. No, you know, they they want the quick they they want the quick recipe, and it's like. Um, the, the recipe is you have to be intense and your enthusiasm for it and your love for it has to be so deep that, you, that you're willing to do to make every single thing perfect. Like, you know, Steve Jobs at Apple was like that. It's like, yep. you know, just the packaging of what the iPhone came in had to get redone like a hundred times because it's like every single touch point of anything that had his name on it was going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's why it became what it became. Um, and if you really want to be successful, you can get lucky without having to do that. But it, you can guarantee success by making every single touch point immaculate. You know, like, and that's one of the things that I've done with my business that I'm doing, I'm trying to do with my Instagram. Is like, if somebody gives me their attention, I want it to be. I want their response to be, "I'm glad that I gave that my attention." Yeah. Everything associated with my name, I want it to be of the of the highest possible quality that I'm capable of delivering. I uh, 
I've been studying Instagram. It's not something I've been very interested in, but I've been studying it. And that's, I've probably been in that mode for eight months, maybe a year, not yeah. doing anything. I mean, just the stuff that goes up, goes up, whatever. But the, some patterns I've noticed really kind of attribute to what we're talking about. One, I'm studying it so I know what works and I can see mm -hmm. what works and I understand that because it doesn't come natural to me. And I know mm -hmm. that in order for it to be successful, I've got to look at what works and what doesn't. I've noticed, however, and maybe you have too, after learning about a few of the tricks, that it's very easy to go in and buy an Instagram. Um, there's literally people who build Instagrams just to build followers and then sell it. And then you strip all the material and you put your own up and you automatically have 10K. I know the site to go to. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yep. You can also <laughs> buy followers and then bots will comment. Um, and it's, it's all AI built. And so I've huh. learned and I've really respected these this, men. Yeah. Oh man, I've respected this, these guys for the great following they have. And I've done this with four or five guys that I followed. And I started looking at the comments and I started looking at the followers and I started to pick up the patterns. That's something that I think everybody needs to be aware of. There's a lot mm -hmm. of imposters out there. There's a guy yeah. that I know and I've interviewed and he's great. And he's got like, uh, 20,000 followers on Instagram and he gets a thousand comments or so. There's nothing, nothing yeah. in those comments that makes sense. It's mm -hmm. all like I, I, emoji, emoji. That. Yes. Yeah, I have seen that. That's the equation they're using. They're going in and buying. So I went and looked and I'm like, oh, okay, here's one with 10,000 followers. What's the content? And I didn't even know this. And it was this lady's name. And I was like, okay, well, it's a porn star. They're using this porn star's name to build a massive following. They have like two pictures and I didn't know this. I'm like, and, and um, I had to look it up because I don't, I don't follow that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, so I can go buy this porn, this, this, this Instagram that was based on some porn star or some porn thing. And then I can plug my, well, then I have a bunch of weirdos following me or a bunch of, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, no kidding. What, what good is this? But what good is it is yeah. it's beating the algorithm. So when somebody like you, when somebody like, I don't know if you, um, Kurt, dad.work yeah. um oh yeah, yeah he and I times. you guys have this content that i want to read every single time it comes out i want to take the time to reflect and swipe through and see yeah. what they are and then i go and read the comments and it's all authentic and so i i, yeah. I, I basically want to say take that as an example everybody like do yeah. the work that people that is worth following and don't try to create shortcuts because people see through the other mm -hmm. stuff so I really appreciate it about that. I appreciate that you're going out there and you're 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 pushing the envelope and you're you're doing what it takes to get a message out that is so incredibly important. What is the one thing that fires you up the most that you just you're like I got to change this in the world? Um I don't know that it would be I got to change it in the world as much as like um the thing that fires me up the most and motivates me the most is just um it's more aspirational of it, just for me personally to, to be, I challenge myself again. It's the mirror thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, cha I challenge myself to be, to embody like an ideal that other men would want to emulate for mm. the right reasons, not from like a hero worship standpoint or anything like that. But like, that's a real guy with a good family. It's a good person that he makes me want to be better. 
you yeah. know, in a real practical way, not because I'm famous or because of, you know, like for most of the reasons, like we, we idolize, you know, TV, you know, uh, athletes and musicians and all that stuff, but just like, and so that's what motivates me. I, I, I don't, I, I operate so much in that mirror, that the mirror mentality. That it's hard for me to even say like what I want to change in the world. I just try to be the change, like what Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. I, I, mm -hmm. That's really, I just, I challenge myself to be the kind of person that other men would, would want to be friends with, would want to, you know, have advice from that would feel, you know, that people could relate to and say, I like that guy that I want them to, I want the people that follow me to feel comfortable to message me and say, Hey, can I ask your opinion about something? You know, because I want to really make a tangible difference in people's lives. Um, you know, I want to be, you know, a, a good rep, you know, I think a lot of women are very bitter and have been hurt by a lot of, you know, a lot of men. And so I want to be a good role model for, for men in in the context of women so that they, you know, for women that have been hurt or abused or whatever, like, you know, there are good men out there that will, that will value you and that will appreciate you, you know? Um, and so that's really, I just, I just try to be the kind of person that I've, I feel like would be a good example for people, you know? Cool. And, I, and I think that'll take care of itself as far as what, how that impacts the world. If it does, maybe, you know, or, I mean, impacting lives, you know, one at a time is, is just a result of what you're doing and working on in yourself and reflecting out there. So I think I agree. Yeah. 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 Man, uh, Ryan, thank you very much for spending time with yeah, us. Uh, I know guys can find you the wisdom of Kings on Instagram. Super simple. Yep. Um, it's very, it's a very sticky title. Like it was immediately, <laughs> I, I follow that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and and I, I would just encourage any man who listens to this to to plug into that and read it like a book, like you know a little bit a little bit every time it comes out. Follow it, get the notifications or whatever it is that you do in Instagram. Again, I'm not an Instagram guy, yeah. but um, uh, I appreciate the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. the work you're doing. I really do. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey guys, uh, if you enjoyed this, make sure you go subscribe. Do the thing. Um, go really seriously, go, go follow, follow Ryan on the wisdom of Kings on Instagram. And, um, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's someone worth watching and listening to because he just really is emulating what he's doing and what he's working on. So, uh, just take that action right away and, and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you for listening to the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.